Welcome to Proven and Probable. Today, we have some exciting, breaking news coming to you from Australia as Novo Resources has just accomplished a significant milestone by announcing the strategic acquisition to fast track the company's property portfolio into production. I want to underscore today's press release is breaking news. Before we begin, as always, I would appreciate if you click the subscribe button and click the bell. Now, on to today's interview. Joining us for a conversation is the chairman and president of Nova Resources, Dr. Quentin Henney. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. <laughs> what I'd like to have you back on the program today is Nova Resources has just positioned themselves on the fast track to production. Dr. Henney, before we begin, please introduce Nova Resources and the opportunity the company presents to the market. You know, it's, uh, it, it, it's a very exciting point right now. Uh, you know, I've interviewed several times with you over the past three or four years. You know, and I've always talked about Novo being an explorer, but now i got to talk about Novo going into production. So here we are. Uh, Novo is an exploration but now production-directed uh, company. Uh, we are moving towards production uh, through this new acquisition. We are focused in northwest Australia in a region called the Pilbara. The Pilbara is better known for iron ore, perhaps, but we've discovered uh, conglomerate gold deposits, which are they're, they're unusual with respect to most gold deposits, but they're uh, what we think is a very, very big prize, and we're just delighted to be able to now put these into production. Now, speaking of the Pilbara, let's go to the 100% owned Beaton's Creek Project, where Nova Resources has some breaking news. Dr. Henney, what would you like to tell shareholders? Well, uh, we've been advancing Beaton's Creek now for 10 years, okay? Uh, we acquired the project uh, through, it was actually an earn-in joint venture with Millennium Minerals, the neighboring company, when we first started. Uh, Mark Creasy also put in some ground into Novo uh, through, again, joint venture. It was uh, ground that surrounded the Beaton's Creek area. Uh, so that's really where we got our start. Uh, we started drilling there way back in 2011. We advanced it uh, to a point where we had an initial resource in 2013. We upgraded that resource in 2015, and we've been diligently working on this deposit since. Okay, we've been doing a lot of hard yards around uh, things like native title, getting a, you know basically a, a commercial agreement with the native corporations. We've also gotten uh, our permitting done, so we have our oxide permitted and so forth. Like these are things that we've been ticking away at on the background. Uh, they're all done. They're ready. Why are they ready? Because we wanted to put this in production. Uh, there's a mill very nearby. Uh, it belonged to Millennium Minerals. Millennium was an operating company until late last year. They uh, they mined their oxide deposits, depleted those, got into their sulfide. Uh, had some you know struggles around recoveries around the sulfide mineralization. So basically, they had cash flow issues and went into administration. Uh, around November of 2019. The company then went through receivership, came out the other end in May. Uh, we acquired, we've just announced that we're acquiring the uh, Millennium uh, company in its entirety out of the private uh, current holding company, which is IMC Holdings out of Singapore. Uh, this, uh, this combined with our assets in the region basically bolts together the entire Nolagine district which is a big win for us, but it also gives us access to uh, a very, uh, we'll call it very 
large mill. It's uh, been operating at 1.88 million ton per annum uh, over the past few years. And, uh, you know, it really is ideally suited. It's ideally uh, designed. You know, basically it's compatible with all our mineralization of Beaton's Creek. So we're, we're delighted because this gives us a fast track to production. You know, I always talk about uh, the geological and business acumen that the entire team has. And I always share with people when I reference your name, you are a business and geological uh, chess grandmaster. And this is just this transaction really exemplifies it because you've you've strategically positioned the company to really grow organically. Can you talk about that some more? Certainly. Yeah. Look, that is our chief objective here. Okay, I I worked for. uh, for Newcrest many years ago, and it was a time when the company was just getting started and it grew through organic means. I want to replicate that. That was a fun experience. Love exploration. I love the possibility of and potential of finding more deposits and, and really moving them towards production. In this case, we're going to use this uh, acquisition as a foundation. This mill has a good capacity. You know, we can use Beaton's Creek as a base load, but we have lots of other assets in the immediate region. We also have assets across the, the greater Pilbara region, as you know. Okay, what does this do for us? Well, it, it allows us to start tapping some of our existing assets, particularly in the immediate area, and really looking at those as now uh, you know, more on a production-based schedule. We can start advancing them uh, through the, the various motions, you know, permitting and, and so forth that are needed to get them into production. So that's a big win. I mean, that's, you know, basically we're looking at building uh, – you know, pipeline of uh, deposits we can bring online, keep production going at the mill for, you know, for many, many years. Uh, but the cash flow also allows us to open up other projects. Okay, uh, Edina, for example, we can now fast track through the cash flow that we're derived from, uh, driving from this operation. We can, you know, as people know, the Edina story is basically a, a gravel at surface. Uh, it's we envision mining it on, a, say, a continual mining uh, basis where we basically have machines in the field that mine, process, recover the gold on a con- continual basis. Uh, so, you know, this can be fast-tracked now through this cash flow. Things like Caratha, way out in the West Pilbara. Caratha is interesting. It's a, it's a conglomerate deposit, very similar to Beaton's Creek, but it's got very coarse gold. What do we know about it? We know we can mechanically sort the rock there, upgrade the rock, and produce a very high-grade concentrate. What this mill does gives us a place to put that concentrate. Okay, so we can now turn Caratha into a new producing asset. We, you know, let's say we, uh, you know, scale it at something just hypothetically, like a million tons a year. I'm not saying that's the number we're picking. I'm just saying for easy math, uh, you know, so people can understand our, our where we're at uh, mentally around this. Uh, you know, a million tons can be reduced to maybe 10,000 tons of concentrate, so 100 to 1. And then uh, that concentrate will have a resulting grade that's much, much higher, you know, approximately 100 to 1. All right, so you can then truck that concentrate over to Nulligan, put it through the mill, and you have instant uh, increased gold, gold output. You know, this is a, a huge win for us. It certainly is. And if you could, could you somewhat compare and contrast the strategic vision you have in the cash flow versus what this transaction really did to the balance sheet. Uh, yeah, look, uh, you know, as an exploration company, you don't have cash flow. You're always reliant on equity raises to, to you know, sustain yourself. Um, we, we're moving past it now. We, we're going to have very good cash flow. I think this uh, this act, at 
acquisition, but uh, the production we'll see from it is going to basically make Noble self-sustaining for forever at this point. I mean, that's that's our vision. Um, okay, so you know, cash balance we had you know just under thirty million in the bank at the time we announced this deal. Uh, we do have to you know pay up for the the asset. You know, we have to pay in cash and shares. We also have to capitalize the the operation. You know, we know what needs to be done. We've estimated the capital that's required. We figure it's on the order of thirty million. So let's go through the numbers right now. Uh, we, we'll call it. We have, I think, 26, maybe 27 million in the bank. Uh, we have a loan facility that helps with this acquisition. That was from Sprott Lending. Uh, by the way, that loan facility was very key. You know, uh, we had that support from Sprott uh, on that front to help us get this deal done. To demonstrate to IMC that they're that we're not mucking around, and we uh, were very serious about getting this this uh, deal done. So. The Sprott Lending Facility, the first tranche, is about $35 million U.S., which is, I think, roughly $45 million Canadian at the moment. All right, so that gives us a lot of the cash we need for the acquisition. Now we're raising some as well. We announced a raise of 30 on the back of the, the transaction. That was on Tuesday. Uh, it was announced an upsize to 42 and a half on um, Wednesday, I believe it was, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, you know, that money will, will help go to, to pay the remaining cash for the purchase price, but also help capitalize things. Okay, so we, we've thought about this inside and out. We know exactly, you know, what kind of magnitude of dollars we need to make things work. We didn't want to be caught short. You know, God forbid we do something like try to acquire this and then go back to the market to raise money. That's that's usually the kiss of death because everybody knows you need money desperately at that point. We did this in what I think was the right way. We were aggressive about how we pursued the equity raise. Uh, the guys at Sprott, you know, including you know, probably Eric and uh, the head of Sprott Lending, uh, knew that this loan that they gave us would help leverage a raise. Okay, so we, we're uh, we're coming out of this smelling like a rose. In my view, it was the optimal uh, case for for advancing this and getting us into the position where we're a producing company. You know, one thing, Maurice, that, that's really important for people to understand, and it, it's this context that, that is really where our mind is at, okay? Um, production com companies, uh, you know, they don't just fall out of the sky, okay? To go from expiration to production, you have to, there's there's kind of a quantum, you have to, uh, of money and effort and so forth that you have to uh, get past to, to make that leap. Well... Uh, most expiration companies, you know, if they advance their project and they have to take it to production, they have to, you know, oftentimes uh, spend years and capitalize things. And that, I mean, it's a, it's a painful exercise. By the time they're, uh, you know, to the point of building the mine, you know, they dilute, dilute, dilute. In this case, 15% dilution. I mean, think about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. We're an expiration company. We're making this quantum leap, both the acquisition and the capital we're raising to, to get this uh, meet this goal is is going to result in something like 15% dilution. I think that's a huge win. I don't I can't think of any ex, exploration company that's actually made this kind of leap for for that little uh, you know uh, that little sacrifice. So, you know, I think it's a great outcome. Well, I don't think you're alone. Look at how the market has responded. <laughs> you know, you start off with 30 million, the market says no, no, no. We want in and we want more. 
Well, yeah, look, uh, it was it was encouraging to see that uh, level of support there. We had a lot of existing shareholders show up. I mean, as soon as this deal was announced, Leo and I were getting calls like, hey, we, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, you know, Leo's uh, phone message was, or message bank or whatever, was full almost instantly. I had I had probably two or 300 emails uh, come in within two or three hours of the announcement. You know, people interested in helping them with the finance, and we, you know, we were just busy scrambling, pointing them in the right direction, who to talk to, et cetera. But we got it done. I mean, it was it was uh, very encouraging to see that level of interest. Uh, we got, uh, you know, got the money in that we need, and uh, I think we'll have a, a lot of very happy shareholders here when they see how well this this story is going to perform. You know, this is going to be. I I think this will be one of the lowest cost. Uh, gold producers uh, in the industry, quite frankly, so yeah, a very good ending. Well, you know, and, and speaking of that, I had an opportunity to interview a, a mutual friend of ours, Bob Moriarty, the founder of uh, 321 Gold, and he shared an interview that we just did this week that Novo Resources, in his opinion, is going to be the biggest gold company. Uh, that that speaks volumes when it comes from Bob, because Bob is, is, if anyone knows Bob, and I know you know Bob, he is a straight shooter. <laughs> <laughs> he's yes. a mar- he's a marksman, he's a that's sniper, right. and yep. for him to make that comment, that's a tall order. But that's how much confidence he has in what you're doing there. Well, look, Bob's been down to Australia to the Pilbara uh, many times now. I think at least six times that I can remember. He knows all of the assets. He's been to most of them at least once, if not multiple times. He knows the potential. Uh, he's been there from the beginning, and we're very grateful for all the help he's provided. You know, I remember. Uh, the first time I met Bob was actually it was prior to Nova. It was in 2008. It was during the global financial crisis, and I was running a, a company called uh, Evolving Gold at the time. We had a project in Wyoming. We drove up to Wyoming in the middle of a blizzard. I remember this. Bob is just chattering away the whole way up in the car, and I'm desperately trying not to drive off the highway. <laughs> but we made it all the way up there. We made it all the way up to the top of the mountain. He looked out the window and he said, I'm good. <laughs> we drove all the way back in one day. <laughs> yeah, that's Bob. Bob. Anyway, he came over to uh, the Pilbara, uh, I think in 2009, after I told him about this project. This is before Novo, of course. Uh, he actually helped, uh, you know, uh, we'll say persuade Mr. Creasy to do, do, do the deal with us. Uh, you know, Bob's been there at every every step. He knows the the story, the company uh, very well, and he's been uh, a tremendous help. So we're very grateful. Sorry for the interruption, folks, but I do want to remind you: everything we're covering today with Dr. Quentin Henney, you can find in the description box below. And if you like our content, I would appreciate if you give us a thumbs up. Now, back to the interview. Now, sir, before we leave the Pilbara, uh, do we have an expected timeline on when production will begin? On the Beaton's Creek, you know it's a very good question. Okay, so uh, just so people know, we you know we do have we'll call it our oxide or stage one uh, permitted at Beaton's Creek. So we've done all that work in the background to make sure that we're ready on our side. What we couldn't advance uh, until we had this acquisition out of the way was the permitting on their side. Okay, so we need uh, to attain uh, permits for disposal of Beaton's Creek tailings and the tailings facility for example these are formalities you know this is uh, this is not a huge uh, undertaking it's just it's stuff we have to do um, these things are going to take a, a few months we call it you know, maybe three three or four months so by the end of the year we expect to have 
all our permits in hand to, to go ahead and, and start processing rock. But in the meantime, because we do have the mining permit, uh, you know, we, we envision mining commencement excavation activities uh, within a few weeks after closing the deal. All right, so uh, from right now, the timeline looks like this. Uh, we've got uh, probably three to four week period to close the deal, close the financings, get everything done and dusted. Uh, they will then do things like they're going to do a, 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 you know, we'll call it an initial grade control program uh, on the areas they're going to start mining. Uh, that's basically doing some, some RC drilling and you know, very rapid uh, assaying and so forth to understand and better define. It's just a part of mining is grade control drilling. Uh, and then we'll start excavating, and, and probably in, in the first part of the uh, fourth quarter. The goal is to get a stockpile of ore over to the mill, uh, you know, build up a stockpile of maybe a few hundred thousand tons uh, before the mill's turned on. Uh, that gives us, you know, some breathing room. Uh, we don't want to be left scrambling, so we'll we'll probably flip the mill on uh, sometime, maybe late this year, but probably more likely first quarter next, uh, my bet is uh, it'll probably be uh, you know, for that first quarter. Um, you know, bear in mind, we have a lot of things to do right now. we got to hire a lot of people. Okay, we're going to have a big, big, big company here soon. So, you know, everybody's uh, down in Australia scrambling. I'm actually very lucky, Maurice. I'm in, in Colorado, so I, I, don't have to, I don't have to do all that stuff. I'll let the professionals handle that. Uh, but, uh but look, we're we're quite busy. Uh, the other things we've looked at, there's, you know, there's some critical component. I don't mean to ramble on here, but I think it's important stuff for people to understand. Uh, you know, our ore has uh, more gravity gold in it. Okay, so we don't we don't want to just put the rock through and it's you know with the mill in its current configuration. We want to put a, uh, a gravity circuit on the front end that's more compatible with the large volume of gravity gold we expect. So we'll put on a beefier gravity circuit. Uh, it's not a big dollar item. It's just you know something that has to get done. It's probably, I think, a million and a half dollars or so. Uh, we have to do some, you know, we'll call it cosmetic work on the mill itself. We have to reline a couple of tanks and stuff. Um, you know, they're they're looking at haul roads and you know all these things. Okay, these there's a lot of things that have to be ticked off uh, before we get into production. But we'll we'll get there. We we'll get the team to do it. I'm very confident in everyone. Uh, we have hired a new uh, a new GM. Uh, Chris Martin is his name. Very well seasoned uh, mining engineer. He has operated many mines. Uh, he'll run circles around this. Uh, one of the other things that uh, you know I, I like to address is this: the the water that's needed for processing. Millennium always struggled for water. Uh, if you look, they had uh, you know they started production in 2012. They had very little cash to work with at that time, so they they kind of tried to to uh, you know we'll say uh, bootstrap the the water uh, situation by drilling water bores you know as a on an as needed basis, but it it always uh, you know kept them off, off you know was, uh, they were a bit off center like they just couldn't keep up with the water demand. We don't want to get in that situation. The ground we picked up from Mars, Mark Creasy here recently is actually very critical. Because that ground, especially the ground to the south, has uh, some rock that we know is highly fractured and has a lot of water in it. What that means is we can now, uh, you know, take the, the next few months 
drill prop, proper bore fields, make sure we have a source of water so we don't have any, uh, you know, we don't want to get off on the wrong foot here. We want to have lots of water ahead of us. You know, so there's a lot of things we've been thinking about for many years. Uh, everything we've done is very deliberate, you know, very focused on getting this, this production uh, in place. Uh, we've seen this day coming for a long time, and here we are. You know, today's press release is a huge, huge feather in your cap. But be- let's leave uh, Beaton's Creek here if we can for a moment. you got a commanding land package of 13,750 square kilometers. Talk to us about the other projects in the property bank. Well, uh, okay, let's talk about the opportunities in the immediate vicinity. Uh, first of all, at Beaton's Creek itself, now that we have 100% control on the ground surrounding Beaton's Creek, you know, through buying out uh, Mark Creasy, his joint venture interest, we can now expand the deposit right there. So that that's a huge one. I think we'll be able to grow Beaton's Creek dramatically over the next few years. Uh, we have other things, like we bought Mount Elsie from uh, a private party. That's a, a gold system that Many people have known about for eons. It's right there in the Nelligan camp. It's basically been a stranded asset. We're going to get out there and explore it. I think we'll have, you know, we might find a, a, you know, some nice add-ons to this production story. Here's a real win for us. Okay, this is one of the best uh, in terms of uh, just immediate potential. Uh, the Golden Eagle deposit, which was uh, Millennium's main pit, you know, and, and it's right next to the mill. Uh, there's an extension of that deposit on to the ground that we bought from Mark Creasy recently. You know, I mean, when I say extension, geologically, we see the, the deposit going over onto this ground. Okay, we think that, the, I, we think there's a very good chance we can discover uh, oxide resources right there, right next to the mill, uh, that could quickly be developed. You know, what what's a wind like that? I mean, that's that's worth something right there. Okay, so, so all of this stuff we've been doing around acquisitions and stuff, very strategic. We knew exactly what we wanted, you know, and how we're going to bring it into this picture. We've been thinking about this for years. Okay, let's step out a little further from Milligan. Let's go up to uh, Marble Bar area. We've got Talga Talga. That's a, a load system. We've talked about it in the past a few times. It's it's not been front and center, obviously. We, you know, we do conglomerates mainly. But Talga is a very high-grade system. We think we can uh, start to develop very quickly uh, as an open pit operation and truck that material down. When I say high grade, I'm talking like three to five gram kind of stuff in open pit. We might be able to truck that down to uh, Nulligate. Okay, there's a big win. Uh, there's things like Contact Creek and Virgin Creek up by Marble Bar, which are conglomerate systems like Beaton's Creek. Uh, what can we do there? Well, the cash flow helps us advance those more quickly, but it, we've also been doing the mechanical sorting. We can envision, say, uh, upgrading uh, material from those deposits uh, you know, like through mechanical sorting, upgrade the, the gold content, but also de- decrease the overall volumes we have to deal with, and we can maybe truck that down to the mill. Okay, so those are those are wins in the, we'll call it the East Builder. Where's the big win? Uh, you know, cash flow for developing the rest of this. We got uh, Edgina. Edgina, I think, as a standalone project as we move it forward, and it, and it can accelerate over the next few years, I think that's going to be a, a big, big win. I think that alone is going to be uh, as big or bigger than uh, than uh, the Nolagain operation, okay, in terms of gold production and, and so forth, the meaning to this this company. Uh, but we can tap things like Caratha, like I said earlier. We can now look at Caratha as, you know, we'll call it a gravel operation where you, you mine, crush, screen, sort the material, and you truck it over to Nolagain. You know, all of a sudden we're getting value out of all of these assets. Like there's more, you know, I'm not – 
like I said earlier, I'm not looking to just you know find a level and, and stop. Uh, I see this as a beginning. Okay, this uh, acquisition is an absolute foundation for the company, and we're going to grow from here. Uh, we might even look, you know, look, uh, you know, Novo's picked up strategic positions in several companies here recently. Why? Well, I want to grow the company. You know, I've told people this uh, several times. Uh, I want to build, you know, what is really the, the highest margin, best performing gold company on earth. I've got about, you know, 10 or 12 good years left before I retire or else I keel over. I don't know which. Uh, but, um, you know, I want to get this thing. Uh, this is my passion. I want to get get the company going. I want to go through this organic growth and, and really build something that uh, that's going to just uh, you know, blow everyone else out of the water. Well, we look forward to seeing everything come to fruition as it has. You've demonstrated that in the past. You have a proven, proven pedigree of success. And I'm a proud shareholder. You know, I still, I don't think uh, I shared this with you, but I was in the last financing at 66 cents. And I have not sold those shares nor the warrants. And uh, I will be participating in this financing. So I have full confidence in you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Me too. I'm, I'm going to participate. Yes. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. Leaving the property bank, uh, in closing, you know, we've covered the good. What keeps you up at night that we don't know about? You know, um, what? look, inside of Nova at this point, I am so comfortable with all the technical work and our understanding of all our assets. I'm very comfortable with working in Western Australia where they're very mining focused. You know, I know that we're not going to have uh, dramas and, and headaches and stuff. Uh, I know that through this acquisition, we can get to the goal of, of sustainability. I know that we have the team to operate this, and I'm very grateful for the team we have. You know, the people we have have just been absolutely fantastic. Uh, you, you know, the new people coming in are also equally fantastic. I'm very grateful to everyone. You know, what keeps me up at night isn't really anything to do with Novo. It's more to do with what we're seeing in the world today, um, i got to say. Um, you know, I've seen gold cycles. This one is very interesting. Uh, since March, when the pandemic kind of hit the U.S., we, we've seen gold go from, uh, I don't know, it was around 1400 and something up to well over $2,000 an ounce. That's a huge increase. And when you put that in perspective of, of gold moves in, in the past, I can't think of anything quite like this, other than maybe the, the late, late most 1970s, you know, when, when there was just uh, you know, a, a sickening feeling inside the country that we were heading down a very bad path. Inflation was running rampant. And, um, you know, there was just there was nothing settled in this nation. We're back at that point where, I hate to say, but we're... Uh, you know, here in the United States, now it's the world. I mean, there's definitely a palpable sense. Uh, there's trouble in the world. Um, I just, uh, you know, I, I'd love to say, you know, gold, $3,000 gold, you know, is a dream. It's great for gold mining, I guess, I suppose. I don't know. But I'll tell you, I'm not sure any of us want to live in a world when gold's 3000 bucks an ounce. It's, uh, you know, it's a worry. You know, those are very responsible words, and, and you and I had that discussion last night about the social impact. Yeah, personally, we may benefit, but what about the rest of society for the metal prices to be in that position, if not higher? Uh, and we're not here to make a projection on the gold price, but just a you know, very responsible word, so I commend you on that. Uh, finally, sir, what did I forget to ask? Uh, well, I guess if, uh, if there's one thing I'd like to leave people with or 
frame this whole discussion with where are we going to be in 10 years? I, you know, this is the big vision. I guess I touched on it, but uh, if you said, where is NOVA going to be in 10 years? There's your question. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see us. We don't have to be the biggest gold producer on earth. In fact, I, you know, I kind of am appalled to see companies that focus just on you know, volume. I want to be the highest margin gold producer on earth. That's what I, I, my vision. I want to, I want to build a company where we're producing gold uh, at a sustainable level uh, for the highest margin we can achieve. Okay, and uh, you know, that's that's where you know I think gold mining should focus is the the margins. It's not about volume so much as it is the margin. And and I want to see us get there. Yeah, it's all about quality versus quantity, and I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one, sir. All right, Dr. Henney, for someone listening that wants to get more information about Nova Resources, please share the website address. Yeah, we can be found at www.novoresources.com. Dr. Henney, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Wishing you and Nova Resources the absolute best, sir. Nova Resources is a sponsor of Proven and Probable, and we are proud shareholders for the virtues conveyed in today's message. Nova Resources trades on the TSXV symbol NVO and on the OTCQX symbol NSRPF. Before you make your next bullion purchase, make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative to buy and sell physical precious metals through Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments. We have several options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery of gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and rhodium to offshore depositories and precious metal IRAs. Give me a call at 855-505-1900 or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Finally, please subscribe to Proven and Probable for mining insights and bullion sales. Subscription is free. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.